from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, greetings to you, beloved. Thank you for joining us today here from the Boar House to the Palace. New broadcast, uh, a new week is upon us. We've been going through the book of Malachi. We have seen uh, in Malachi chapter 2, the first nine verses, the sins of the priests. And now we're looking at the sins of the people today in Malachi chapter 2, verse 10. Remember, they had rebuilt the temple and Ezra, Nehemiah, uh, and uh, uh, Haggai, Zechariah had gotten some things straight. But now Malachi, the last of the Old Testament prophets, just before we have 400 years period of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament before John the Baptist comes on the scene just before uh, preparing the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see that the people who had been got things right with God had become apathetic. They had become carnal. They just plain backslid. And I ain't met a Christian yet that sooner or later didn't get plain backslid. Amen. Now look, uh, so in chapter 2 verse 10 today, as we come here today, we're going to see the sins of the people. We're here in verse number 10. Now look, have we not not all one father hath not one God created us. Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? Now, people take this verse and take it out of context. There are two questions here. Have we not all one father? Hath not one God created us? Now, people take those two questions, make one out of them and say, well, God is the father of all. And so, but they they uh, proclaim what they call a doctrine of universal brotherhood or universal fatherhood. Remember, the sins are against the fa- the people, every man against his brother. <laughs> Excuse me, and, and the, uh, they take one father and one God. But you know what? God made them two separate questions on purpose because there is no such thing as universal fatherhood. Look, you and I are a reproduction of the first man, the first woman, Adam and Eve. And you and I, uh, we do not all have one Father in heaven because Jesus was very clear in the New Testament that there were people that were of their father, the devil, the father of all lies. By the way, the devil takes this and makes a lie. Look, I preached a funeral years ago, and uh, I got asked to preach a funeral for somebody. There was a, an individual in our church who had a, a person that was like another mother to them, had grown up at this lady's house and with her ch- child, and they just lived back and forth. And this lady was a saved lady uh, and had a godly testimony, uh, I'm told, and she passed away. But her daughter moved uh, out across the country and married into a Catholic family, and she wanted uh, a Catholic priest to be at the funeral. It was just a graveside service, and they said... She uh, and the lady said, "Now look," uh, she said, "Would you, w- would you be willing to to preach with a Catholic priest at, at this funeral?" And I said, "As long as I can get up and say whatever I want to say, I'll do it." And and I did, and gave a very very clear gospel. And this priest got up, and he didn't do anything but read out of a book, uh, a, a, a prayer, and he said that God is all our is everyone's father, and we're all going to heaven. Now, if you believe that, I, last I knew, Catholics talked about purgatory, limbo. I mean, good night things that didn't even exist in the Bible and heaven and hell, and yet he's saying that God made us all and we're all going to get there. The Jehovah's Witnesses sit there and come out and work real hard knocking on doors trying to get people into the kingdom, but, but their own doctrine teaches that if you don't make it, you get a chance to get it all right in the millennium. Now look, look, what's wrong with these people? That's not what this is talking about at all. They were one father in Abraham. 
And the priests always contended with Jesus, and Jesus contended with them on this point. John 8, 39, they answered and said unto him, to Jesus, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Art thou, and then in John 8, 53, they said, Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets of which are, are dead? Who makest thou thyself? They said, Well, if you're greater than Abraham, you say, We don't measure up to Abraham. Who are you? And in John 8, 56, Jesus said this, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. They were one in brotherhood, in race, and in countrymen. God hath made us of one blood of all nations. We are, as in Adam, all die. Even so, in Christ shall all be made alive. Uh, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 20. And according to uh, uh, the blood of all nations in the book of Acts. Now look, we all go back to Adam. Uh, it's just how quick do we get there, amen? Now look, they were one in brotherhood, but they were not one. And one God had created them, but they were not all new creations. Okay? And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between thy herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. So look, there was strife in the fellowship when sin was rampant in the leadership. And again, we've looked at all the sins of the priests that went on before. But And when there is strife in the leadership, there will be strife amongst the brethren. Now look, beloved, we are members. If you're saved, you're a member of the body of Christ. Our head was received back into glory. And we're not to war amongst his members, but to love and work together. And the lack of brotherly love led to a lack of national and religious separation. And when love is lacking in the fellowship, it stems from the lack of love in the home as well. Now, there was, now, now listen to me. I want you to get what I'm telling you today. There was strife in the leadership, so there was strife in the fellowship, and people had lost. And let me tell you something, the most repeated command in all the Bible, and even more so in the New Testament, is the command to love the brethren. And now there was division. We have de we're dealing treacherously, God's people dealing treacherously with, with, uh, with, with their earthly brethren and with their brethren in the body of Christ. Now look, there was a time when America lived by the law of brotherhood found in Deuteronomy 22. If somebody's ox was in a ditch and they had a flat tire, you just helped them out. If, if they had a barn raising, everybody showed up to help raise a barn. If some man fell down and got sick, uh, you know, you, everybody came and worked his crops for him. And it, it used to be just a time uh, where a law of the land and life within the land was to be a good neighbor. You didn't play your music so loud that you bothered everybody else in town. You kept your yard mowed and cut because it was good testimony to the, the whole block. And you could borrow anything you wanted because your neighbor that that borrowed it would treat it better than your own than you did yourself and if if he broke it he replaced it or returned it in as good a condition as he got it or better i, I mean and you took plates of cookies and candy at christmas time and there were neighborhood moms boy i grew up i had neighborhood moms and and um, i remember i used to run around with a boy named tom clifton just lived three four blocks down the road and you, you know if you was an, and i had uh, mom brinkman boy she was a mom to us and there were others and uh, you could go uh, everyone's kid was your kids and you could get a drink of water or a glass of kool-aid or a popsicle and you could eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches any house in the street and i remember being over at tom clifton's uh, house one day and uh, me and Tom, we uh, his mom was in there reading a book, and uh, John Tom was a big boy. I mean, tall, tall, thick kid, and he had a big mama. Amen. And uh, she's what we would call Bahama Mama, and uh, she's a big lady. And uh, we went up behind her while she was reading a book, and we popped a firecracker, and uh, she beat me like a fool, just like she beat her own boy. Amen. And uh, that's just the way it was. And, and uh, you you were respectful of the solitude of those that were living around you, and you were quiet during the day for the man that worked the midnight shift, and people. 
compliment, play loud music at night, party loudly on the lawn, and you knew your neighbors, and you lived next to them most of your life. You went to school with them, and and, and went to church with them. And uh, people today are self so self absorbed they don't even know the 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 person that lives next door to them. They've never even invited them to the church, and you can't even recommend neighborhood mom today. And if somebody brings you a plate of cookies, you wonder if they poisoned it. You know why? Because everyone in America is there dealing treacherously with their neighbors. Same things happened to us. It happened back then in God's day. She don't, you know, now uh, that neighborhood mom, she don't care what kids do in the house as long as she's not bothered. All kinds of evils have befallen us because we have dealt treacherously with our neighbors. Can I encourage you today? Go ahead and try and be a good neighbor. Be a good neighbor. Invite, live a Christ-like life in front of your neighbors. Invite them to church and be, be you know, take them a plate of cookies at Christmas time. Go ahead, put a gospel track, a Christmas track on it. And you know what? If kids come up and not, maybe you're not for trick or treating, but maybe you could give, a, you, you could, you could offer. A little, a uh, little mini candy bar with a gospel track uh, when kids come up, and you could, you could be the one that uh, people just know that they were the one that they could trust your kids at your home. Maybe you can't trust your kids at everybody else's home, but if the kids come into your yard and they're willing to not go, uh, to not cuss and keep their clothes on, and and uh, you could be a, a help to them and have some godly influence over them. Be, be a good neighbor. Maybe you could go over and somebody's sick and mow their lawn uh, next door, or, or maybe help them uh, weed a flower bed for somebody that's elderly and. and find a way to build a testimony through good works. How about that? That's in your Bible, neighbor. In fact, Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hey, deal right with people. Deal right. Pay your bills and have a good name in town and, and, and keep a good, clean testimony. Take care of your property. Take care of, uh, of what others have trusted you with and have a good testimony. And maybe people will listen to what you have to say about your heavenly father. My time is gone for today. Uh, tomorrow we're going to come back and we're going to see not only the sins of the people, but sins within the home that happen. And boy, when you backslide, it will, there's always problems with the leadership, within the, within, uh, with each other, and within the homes. And uh, we're going to look at that in the next seven verses when, uh, in our time tomorrow. And I uh, hope you'll join us as the Lord gives you an opportunity. God bless you. Until then. been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace find pastor castle's bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on spotify apple podcast or google podcast just search from the poorhouse to the palace. From the poor love.